2: USCHO.com.
1: Welcome to USCHO Edge for Friday, February 24th, 2023. Each week we handicap and prognosticate some of the top games of the weekend. This podcast is sponsored by the NCAA Men's Division I Frozen Four, April 6th and 8th at Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida. Get your tickets at NCAA.com MFrozen4. I'm Ed Trefsker alongside Jim Connolly and Dan Rubin. Well, earlier this week, Jim, we had a chance to talk with Jess Myers of the Rink Live about the Big Ten, and we're going to start with two games in that conference. First of all, Notre Dame, kind of everything on the line for them this weekend. They're plus 180 at Michigan, which is a minus 220. The over-under is six.
2: Yeah, I would hope for some desperation out of really out of both teams, Michigan, not happy with the way that things happened out at, uh, Ohio state last weekend, uh, a game in Columbus and then an outdoor game, uh, in Cleveland, uh, they came away with just one single big 10 point. Uh, I think that they felt that they had probably already secured their date with Wisconsin in the, uh, quarterfinal round of the big 10 playoffs. But then Notre Dame, I mean, it should be really desperate. They're a team exactly at 500. They are just above the pairwise bubble. If they fall below 500, they're going to have to scramble to get to 500 just to be considered for the NCAA tournament. Uh, Granted, two losses here for Notre Dame, I would think, would probably put them out of uh, pairwise position anyways. But, you know, then you're looking at the fact that you would have to probably sweep your uh, quarterfinal series in the big 10 playoffs. If you lose twice here and then, you know, most likely you have to get to the big 10 title game. I think that's a tall order for Notre Dame, uh, especially knowing that, you know, you lose two here. You're probably on the road in the playoffs. Everything is, everything is looking difficult for Notre Dame if they can't pull points out of this weekend. And I think they would have to get four or six in this weekend. Um, So I, I look at these two teams of desperation Um, part of me really, really wants to pick Notre Dame because I feel like Jeff Jackson is a good motivator when his team's back is against the wall. Michigan, they might be hungry, but their back isn't against the wall right now. So um, I would probably, especially at the value of plus 180, uh, be leaning Notre Dame in this game.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's a value pick in there for Notre Dame. I I don't love Notre Dame to win at Yost. Uh, I, I just don't like the matchup I know they're desperate and I feel like every time I, I've said Jeff Jackson has a is a master motivator and this team's ready to break out they never do uh so I'm not I, I'm going the other way and I'm thinking that if Michigan does have some form of desperation within there especially after the way things went at Ohio State if nothing else just for uh just for positioning then I then I'd have to lean towards Michigan which is how I'm leaning in this uh, I I maybe would consider Notre Dame if it could if the odds would creep up to plus two hundred instead of plus one eighty. Just a, from a mental standpoint, I think two ten would be long odds uh, would be a great pick for Notre Dame. I do see value in plus one eighty, but I just don't love the odds on them because I don't think they're going to win. I will say the over under is going to tell us a lot. An over under of six, if it's hitting closer to the over, it's going to favor Michigan, who has gone well over six a lot over the last month. Notre Dame, the last couple of weeks have been decidedly under six. So if we're in a low scoring game and you're leaning towards the under, then I'd then I'd parlay it with Notre Dame. Uh, if you're leaning over and you think six isn't the best number, then I'd grab it with Michigan. So that's kind of where I'm standing on, on how do you think the goals are going to go? Uh, since I tend to lean over in the Big Ten anyway, I'd go with Michigan, but that's kind of, you know, it,
2: I'd pair the two together. Yeah, I agree with that approach, too. I, I didn't mean to leave out the over-under, but I agree with the way you're looking at it. I, so my, my way of betting this would be Notre Dame in the under, um, because I think if Notre Dame is going to win, it's going to be something like three to one.
1: Michigan has been battling injuries all season, and we hear this week that Luke Hughes will be out of the lineup for the Wolverines. Uh, a key player, but not an end-all if he's not in the lineup.
2: No, but that's a, that's a a pretty big player, a big name player. Uh, We all remember what he did against uh, Michigan state a couple of weeks ago. Um, You know, that's, that's a big loss. And, you know, when you're talking about, you know, Fantilli and the way he's playing right now, yes, he can pick up some slack, but um, you're still talking about having a guy like Luke Hughes out of the lineup. So that could matter a little bit. Um, You know, I always wonder what one player does to a team uh, when it's that, Big of a name when it's that big of a player. Um, it can it can make it a real difference.
1: Well, let's look at the other matchup we have on our docket for the Big Ten, and that's Ohio State plus 170 at Minnesota, minus 210. The over-under on this one, five and a half, which interests me. But uh, Ohio State had a great weekend against Michigan, as we talked about. Minnesota really has things wrapped up. And they're heading into a week off after this. So, you know, they want to end it on a good note.
2: Yeah. You know, if if anybody worries that Minnesota might rest some players here uh, because they have some, you know, they have everything clinched. No way. Uh, they are not they're not going to try to give anything away for certain. And they don't want to give any of their players two straight weeks off. Uh, Bob mosco probably doesn't love you know loves the fact that he won the Big 10 regular season loves the fact that he'll get a bye but you don't love getting that week off this time of year uh which is what he will have during the quarterfinal week of the Big 10 playoffs so he's going to have all of his guns going uh which is what makes me feel pretty confident about with the way Minnesota's playing uh especially at home Ohio State yes they need this they want they want to keep moving up in the standings they'd love to get to the 2 seed uh in the Big 10 uh but I still see Minnesota as being in the more favorable position here uh, over under a five hammer it over. I can't see that going under. I see that, you know, I see that, you know, both of these games maybe being seven, eight, nine, ten, ten goal total. So I'd be I'd be really favoring the over here. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm with you on the over under. I think part of it too, for me is just the, the straight number of shots that are going to be taken is going to produce a lot of goals. I mean, there's a Ohio state team that can, that can put up shots and numbers. I think they have 1200 shots taken this year when I was looking at the numbers and Minnesota obviously is a goal scoring juggernaut Uh, this year. They're one of the best goal scoring teams in the country. So I'd hammer the over in terms of the, the odds. I think I'm with you. Uh, I would, I would venture that if you're, if, if, there was ever an inkling to just sit back and, and, you know, see how things are going. Uh, If you're leaning one way or the other in this weekend, I'd, I'd wait on the Friday game and then bet the Saturday game to see how, you know, if Minnesota loses, then I'd hammer Minnesota in the Saturday game. But if you're leaning or you're on the fence about this one, uh, I would bet Minnesota just out of habit uh, on the weekend, which is, you know, Minnesota is not going to be playing backups. You know, they're not going to be playing fourth line for a number of weeks there for a number of shifts if they do it, it's going to be in the third period when the game's already sealed up. Like they're, they're going to put the roll out the third and fourth line more frequently then, but I don't think that that's a, a, a good thing to say, well, that's why I'm going to bet Ohio state. No, bet Minnesota here and, and take the, uh, and take the over in a big way.
1: Well, that's our look at the big 10. We're going to pause and we'll come back with more. Looking at some key matchups in three leagues that have playoff and first place implications. USCHO Edge is sponsored by the NCAA Men's Division I Frozen Four, April 6th and 8th at Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida. Get your tickets now at NCAA.com/mFrozenFour. mfrozen4. All
2: right, class, it's the NCAA Men's Frozen Four. Welcome to Fandom 101. Want to help your team rule the rink? Here's your assignment. Lesson one, go big for every goal. Two, when you bring it, bring enough for the whole class. And three, attendance is encouraged, but passion is mandatory. The NCAA Men's Frozen Four, April 6th and 8th at Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida. Buy your tickets today at NCAA.com MFrozen4. Class dismissed.
1: Welcome back to USCHO Edge. I'm Ed Trefsker alongside Jim Connolly and Dan Rubin. What a matchup in the NCHC this weekend! Denver is at Western Michigan. Both of them are minus 115. So basically a toss up over under a not surprising six and a half.
2: Yeah, this is interesting. You know, first place, second place. Uh, you know, on the line here, and you've got a team in Omaha that's probably the interested observer kind of watching it from afar because they're six points back. Uh, Western Michigan enters the the weekend five points and back at Denver. They know that if they sweep them, they'll be in first place, uh, at the end of the weekend. That's a nice feeling to have. Um, but that's a big if. Um, I feel like Denver is a team that for, you know, more than a year now has been winning the big games that they're supposed to win. You see, NCAA tournament 2022. Um, I feel like this is a hungry Denver team. Uh, they, they know that they lost one last Saturday that could have put them in an even better position. That could have put them in a position to clinch uh, the regular season championship. And they can clinch at least a part of that with a full sweep this weekend. Um, Omaha obviously could win two as well and stay uh, within six points. But the reality is, I think that Denver is ready to, to, you know, Close things out here They have to be Now I'm not taking Anything away from Pat Verschwaler's team They are a fantastic Club um, and they will make some noise probably in both the NCHC and NCAA tournaments. But I, I do kind of like Denver here in this spot, especially that you know the Pickham situation both minus 115. By the way, when did we get to making Pickhams minus 115? It used to be minus 110 as long as I was gambling. I hate these minus one fifteen odds. I think this came out of the the uh, online sports book era. But um, regardless, uh, I'd be going Denver over under. I mean, how do you take the under here? You know, six and a half is probably a good number. Um, I, I don't know how I would take the under though. I, I, I actually kind of want to lean under, but I, you know, I feel like this is one of those series, almost like the Notre Dame. If, if Western's going to win it, then they're going to be, it's going to be a three, two game. If, if Denver's going to win, it, it's probably going to be five, three, I don't. I don't know. I. 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 I'd personally be staying away from over under. It's too perfect at six point five. Um, but I. I want to hear what your thought process is here, Dan.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't touch the over under here. And I was looking at the at the numbers by the way, and 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 running it, and and if it stays under. Western Michigan probably won this game because West, that means the Western defense showed up in a big way and and they're winning a four, one or a three, one, five, even a five, two type of game, which would hit the over. Um, I don't think it's going to do that though. I don't think, I don't think Denver has given up five and I don't think they're only scoring two if they do. Uh, So it's, it's going to be one of those games where I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it. It's to, it's such a great number. I will say that in terms of the pick them, you know, Western Michigan, when they came out, I remember with the GLI and, and after the GLI, when they scored the 16 goals and they had North Dakota, we picked it. And I said, the GLI stabilized Western after they lost to, to North Dakota uh, in that series in December at home, I said, they went out there and I picked them against North Dakota to win. They won. And since then they've only lost once and they lost to Omaha uh, at home. Now here's the thing is that Western hasn't been lights out at home. They've been very good. They're a very, very good hockey team, but they haven't been the lights out home team. And in that case, I'd actually lean Denver. And if, again, if I'm going to lean Denver, I might actually pound the over and and run with it. But I still wouldn't touch the over under. I mean, that's the I mean, if you're I mean, I, why not? I mean, screw it. Go Denver in the over Western in the under. Why not? You know what? I'm just going to you're all watching me correct myself in real time. Just say screw it. Throw the money down on it. Live dangerously, baby. <laughs> I think Western's going to win, though. That's the thing. I'm actually going to pick Western to win this one, even though it's at home. I I, I am. I have been riding the Western train all second half of this year, and I am going to, uh, you know what? If I'm right, then I'm going to hang out in Kalamazoo afterwards, because that's going to be a heck of a weekend out there.
1: Well, let's get on to the uh, last two games we have on our list for this week. And both of the, the games, the odds are perplexing to me first in this one where it seems like uh, Michigan Tech is such a heavy underdog they're plus 180 uh, at Minnesota State minus 235 the over under on this one is six. this just seems uh, a little bit bigger spread than I would have expected
2: yeah yeah I think it's way too far of a spread for a first and second place matchup um and you know when you look at the standings right now, you know these two teams don't have a lot of separation between them. You're talking about two teams that are separated by two points going into the final weekend of the regular season, and yes, Minnesota State's at home, but Minnesota State's nine six and zero at home this season. It's not like it's kind of what you were saying about Western there, Dan. They, they're not running away with things at home. I mean, you used to not have a chance of winning in Mankato uh, in in years past, and now they're in good position. They're in a position to win and, and clinch the regular season title uh, is Minnesota State, but come on, like Michigan Tech has been. A machine this year. They've been rolling at times, and I I feel like when you really look at this Michigan Tech team, one plus one eighty is an unbelievable value. I I don't know that they've been plus one eighty all season. I know I don't keep historical lines and stuff like that, but I don't feel like they've been a plus one eighty all season. Has Michigan Tech, and here we are, the final weekend of the regular season in the CCHA and suddenly you have them plus 180. I, I don't know. This feels like a week where like the bookmakers took off and they like left their interns to kind of set some lines. And this feels like one of those lines that if anybody wants to really hammer it and bet it and ha- hammer Michigan Tech, this is one that the a book, you know, a book's not going to get crushed on college hockey. Let's, let's be realistic. They're not taking, you know, six-figure bets. But Michigan Tech is is way undervalued here.
0: I don't like Minnesota state in this for, for a bet at all. I actually remember Minnesota state's loss at home. And because I remember the streak and talking about the streak that the regulation streak at home actually went from uh, losing to Lake Superior in January 2019 of the 1819 season until this year when they lost to Ferris two to one at home uh, in December, that's how long it had been since they lost a game in regulation. It's important to say regulation because I know they lost an overtime game in November uh, at home to to Northern three to two. And that was kind of the end of the, the CCHA streak. And that was the end of the, that was the end of the the home streak, et cetera, that, that they'd had, but it was in, it was in overtime. So, Looking within that, I don't understand the, the odds. I think you're right. I think someone just maybe looked at this and said, oh, we recognize Minnesota State. Let's throw the odds in there. What What is Michigan Tech? Michigan Tech isn't going to win this one. Uh, but I like Michigan Tech in this. And with those odds, it's almost like going to the bank and stealing money, which is exactly why they're going to lose this one. And it's going to be an old-fashioned, especially because Michigan Tech's really good on the road. They're really good on the road. It's not like they're like 500. They're 11-4-1 and on the road. And two and one in neutral sites, so like, th- they win a lot on the road, away from home. What are we doing? I was, I was like, I'm still blown away by that. Also, take the under because I feel like it's going to be an under.
2: Yeah, I feel like under two. The the one thing I'll say, I feel like Michigan Tech will win on Friday night and force that winner take all game on Saturday night for the CCHA championship. That's where I think Minnesota State's going to win it, and they will yeah. win it. CCHA championship Yeah, Uh, hockey gods hockey gods know what's up
0: they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna they're gonna move their 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 spirituality thing like you always say can I get a can I get a uh too many men in the right spot with the hockey gods they'll they'll make that happen
1: and whether it was on purpose or a happy accident hats off to Don Lucia on that scheduling yes Yes. (laughs) the last one is equally perplexing to me in the opposite direction northeastern One point ahead of BU in the standings in Hockey East with one more weekend after this. They are a minus 115 at UMass, which is a minus 115, and the over-under is five. What are they thinking in this one? Do they think that UMass, which has talent but which has had a rough season, do they think they have that much of a home ice advantage? Are they sleeping on this one? What the heck?
2: Well, they shouldn't consider UMass to have a home ice advantage. UMass is five hundred at home, seven seven and four this year. Um, I, I don't know. I, And this is no disrespect to Greg Carvel and his team. They're you know, Greg's a great coach, but they have real bad goaltending woes right now in UMass. They, they cannot. That I was not on his media call, but was told that yesterday he said he has no idea who will be playing net on Friday night, and that's about two three weeks away. From, after he said that. Uh, if Pavisic wasn't in net, then something went wrong. Well, Pavisic is not in net. He hasn't been in net. It, it, there's a confidence in the goaltending issue right now at UMass. Let's just start there. Um, at the same time, Northeastern and Devin Levi have been playing phenomenal of late. Um, I, I, I don't know what odds makers are, are thinking here. This, it goes in the same. I mean, you're talking about having, let's go back to the CCHA. We have the first place and second place team. Against each other, and the fir- the second place team is a plus eight, one eighty underdog. Here you have the first place and the tenth place team against each other, and the tenth place team is a minus one fifteen pick'em favorite. And the over under of five is perplexing too. I get it. Devin Levi doesn't let up a lot of goals, but he'll he'll probably let one up. And UMass, you don't know what their goaltending woes could be. It has been bad this year at times in Amherst. So. Would they could they let a five six? I mean, this to this to be a six two game in favor of Northeastern would not surprise me. And ounce. I would be hammering Northeastern. I don't bet on college hockey. We've we've established that before. I tell you how to make your bets, but I don't do it myself. I'm almost considering as I drive to Lowell tomorrow, driving past and going right over the New Hampshire border, getting on my DraftKings app and putting five hundred bucks on Northeastern because that's how how. How outlandish this line is! I, I don't know what people were thinking, and I and I almost you know Ed, you had told me about this line last night, and I I made I you know made, made a mental note of it, but I asked you again this morning what was the line? Of course, I live in Massachusetts; they won't let us see lines uh, involving Massachusetts college teams anymore. Uh, DraftKings won't. So I asked Ed what the line was, and you said this morning it was still minus one fifteen, minus one fifteen over under five. I thought that they, it was a mistake when they typed it in last night as they uploaded the games. No, this is not a mistake. This is crazy.
0: I uh, I, I went back and strictly by the numbers, let's let's count the number of games that, that would have hit the over-under for, uh, would have hit an over-under a five on the over for, for UMass here. So they lost, they would have beat the, the BC series. One of the games would have hit the over-under a five, would have hit over. Both games against Vermont uh, would have been a push against Providence would have been a split with, with UConn, would have hit the over. Uh, BU would have hit the over. BC would have hit the over again. This is all going back to, to the beginning of the year. This is a team that gives up a ton of goals right now. And so if we're looking at that, I, I'm with you. I don't understand the over. I don't even understand the pick Like UMass has, it'd be one thing if UMass had been playing well at home or playing well over the last couple of weeks. All right, they beat Providence. That's great, but they haven't beaten anybody. And when it's not to say they haven't beaten anybody, like, oh, we're looking for a big team. They haven't won a game. They 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 tied Vermont twice. They took a shootout win, but they they beat Providence. And I don't want to bash you mass too badly, because I, I think there's a lot of talent there, but they're just having one of those years that's that's just like the that it's just not it's not clicking. So I don't think this is a good I don't know what they're doing there. And and it's in it's in Amherst where they haven't been particularly great. Northeastern's playing great. If this were at Northeastern, then God knows what the odds would be. Maybe it'd be uh, UMass favored. Like Northeastern would be plus 260 at this point for that. Who knows? <laughs> I just don't I don't see it. This is not this is not. A, I don't know
2: what the hell they're thinking. But I, I will tell people that do bet: These are the opportunities you die for. I, I, listen. Could Minnesota State and UMass both win in these oh, absolutely. games? Absolutely, absolutely for sure. But you're seeing two odds of Michigan Tech at plus 180 and Northeastern at minus 115. These are so far off, you actually have a plus EV if you're to bet them, and that's what you should be looking for all the time as a game as a gambler. Pro gamblers are. Dying to see odds like this, and they maybe don't see an ounce of college hockey, but they still know that these teams should not be uh, either underdogs or slightly, you know, a pick'em a Northeastern pick'em against UMass. It shouldn't exist. So there will be sharps out there in Vegas or other states where you know gambling is legal that will be rushing to get these bets in. Um, and I don't know if you can find these odds in Vegas. To be honest with you, DraftKings obviously has a online sports book you know, online gambling, not allowed in Vegas. You have to be a casino. So I don't know if you can even find those odds in Vegas, but there will be people that will be hopping all over those lines um, in the next couple of days. And and I will note for this, we are recording on Wednesday. We usually record on Thursday afternoon. We're a little early this week. So by the time this comes out on Friday, maybe some of these lines have moved. Um, But it just seems a little crazy right now uh, where these numbers are.
1: And actually, Jim, we rarely see a lot of movement in the lines. Once they set them, they tend to stay there.
2: Yeah, you're right about that, Ed. I mean, we don't. There's not enough money moving in college hockey. It's not like uh, NFL football, where you know, uh, the, you go back to the Super Bowl. The line opened uh, minus one in Kansas City's favor. Within you know, within thirty minutes, was bet to plus, you know minus two uh, the other way, and then it came back. And I think by the end, by the time it kicked off, it might have been right back at that minus one, but those happen all the time in the NFL. You do not see this uh, in college hockey. There's just not enough money gambled on it to move the lines.
0: All I know is Devin Levi on Friday. Don't if, uh, unless you want to have a Michael Jordan flu game Remember Michael Jordan said he ordered a pizza and, uh, and and that's what he said. Got him quote. Got him sick. Don't order. Don't order Antonio's pizza. If someone someone might know something that we don't 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 order a pizza on Friday morning or Thursday night. Just don't do it.
1: Well, with that, we'll wrap things for this week. USCHO Edge is sponsored by the NCAA Men's Division One Frozen 4, April 6th and 8th at Amelie Arena in Tampa. Secure your seats at NCAA.com slash MFrozen4. Find our podcast at USCHO.com slash podcast or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. For Jim Connolly and Dan Rubin, I'm Ed Trefsker, and this has been USCHO Edge.